and everyone this morning. Um, uh, today, Canada Day, we thank God for his mercy. Uh, normally we would have been meeting at uh, Fort Rouge Center, but today is a holiday, so they closed the door, but they didn't close us out, so we have to find a, we have to find, we have to find a means. Amen. So we have to meet in the house today. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a while since we we meet in the house on Saturdays, eh? Yes, sir. It's been quite some time. So we thank God uh, for for His mercy. Amen. Amen. So I'd just like to welcome us uh, again, and I'd like to welcome Kelvin <laughs> from Saint Anne's. Thank you for working with the, the guitar. God bless you. Amen. And welcome, uh, Joy. <laughs> You're welcome. Awesome. Good to see you. Uh, and I welcome, I'm coming now. I'll get there. I welcome you, Dono. Thank you for being here. Uh, and I welcome Nusa. Uh, it's good to see you. Well, good to see your lovely face again. Amen. And I believe your brother is here, right? 
I, I don't know the name. Is it possible to quickly know the name, please? Benjamin. Benjamin. Oh, wow. That's an awesome name. So, Benjamin, you are welcome. Uh, so happy to see you. And I hope uh, Canada is treating you nicely. It's a good, it's a good thing that <laughs> you came in the summer. Summer is awesome. But uh, the Lord will, will keep you. Winter is coming, but you know, we just enjoy. We enjoy summer. Summer is the awesome time. Good to see you. Uh, and you're welcome. Amen. Amen. And uh, I'd like to just appreciate my lovely wife. Thank you for, for helping us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for helping us uh, in worship. Uh, the Lord bless you and increase you. Amen. Uh, just take a moment to say hi to your neighbor. Just say hi. I'm happy to see you. Amen. Good to see you. So Benjamin, please don't be shy. You know, be free. You are amongst uh, you are amongst uh, you know, family. We are happy to meet you. You know, perhaps after meeting, we we'll get to know each other better. Amen. Amen. So uh, uh, when I start today, okay, all right, all right. So, Amen. Can we open our Bible to the Book of Romans, chapter three? I think we'll go from there. Romans. Uh, amen. Like, okay, I know our internet went down, so it looks like they're trying to restore it, and I'm hearing some sounding, but okay, it's all right. Somebody decided to just ride on the pole and pull down the cord, so <laughs> thereby making us internetless. But the Lord is faithful, amen. amen. So, Romans chapter 3, okay, before. Before I go to Romans three, I think I'll uh, I'll start I'll, 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 okay I'll start from Romans three. We were reading that last Saturday, right? And I think on Tuesday I tried uh, starting from there as well, but eventually took a, a direction. So I felt perhaps I should continue from here, and uh, and I'm just looking to. Uh, settle. There, there's a reason why uh, we came to this chapter, but there was a place we were going, and uh, I'm trusting the Lord that we'll be able to get there today. Amen. Amen. Are we blessed already? Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Uh, mm. Thank you, Jesus. We give you all the praise. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Can we just pray quickly? Father, we thank you for your mercy and your kindness. Father, we thank you for your love. Thank you for your spirit which you've given us. Thank you for the grace which you give for us to open the word and to, to divide the word and to drink out of your water, uh, which is your word which you've provided to us, O oh Lord. Father, we pray that as we move into the word, Father, we ask that you would open up your word to us this morning. Amen. 
in the name of Jesus. We pray for your spirit of wisdom, that wisdom will guide us in the name of Jesus. Father, you know uh, where our heart is and what it needs. So we pray, Father, that you would move us by your spirit and the spirit of wisdom to move upon the word. That you would help us with the searching spirit that search it. Yea, the deep things of God. That it will search for us this morning that which uh, we are in need of in the name of Jesus. We ask, Father, that you will bless us with spirit. I ask that you will help me to paint your word. To speak your word boldly as I ought to. In the name of Jesus, Father, I come under your spirit and I submit to you. I submit to your spirit and I submit totally. I submit my members to yield to you. I want to fetch out of your word in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, just before I continue, I, I want just uh, a quick five-minute, uh, will I say recap of Saturday, if somebody can help us. But t take this as a five-minute exhortation. Amen. So who can help us quickly in five minutes to just help us describe last week's Saturday and then we'll go from there. Amen. Well, I can make it ten minutes. And then... <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, so I think, okay, maybe, maybe I can make it 10 minutes. Maybe, honey, you can help us start for five minutes. Wow. And then, <laughs> you see the way you, <laughs> I see the way you are out it. Honey, just, just five minutes recap, quickly. More like, you know, five minute exhortation, you know, just to move us and then we'll go from there. Amen. And thank God, Mike is right beside you right there, so it's not that far. Amen. It's just Saturday. Just Saturday. Amen. Amen. Um, so from Saturday, um, we started. Um, I think talking about um, how growth is important and how not to despise milk and how milk is supposed to be, this is just me paraphrasing, used well for, for meat to be added. There's a reason for milk. And then I think we started reading uh, Romans 3 where we were talking about um, how no one can really know the righteousness of God except it's being revealed to that person. And uh, we're talking about how the Jews, I think this sprang up from the question, who's a Jew or something like that. And then we were talking about how the Jews and the Gentiles are, what's the difference about them? It's just that unto the Jews, it's giving the oracles of God. <coughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But they are both all under sin. 
So what makes them, um, they are both under sin. So it's the emphasis was that no one seeketh, no one is righteous, no one understandeth, and there's none seeking after God. I think you just began to expand from there <coughs> about um, how m most of the Christians, most of Christians, because Christians now are the present Jews. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Who, are, who have now the oracles of God, but not in the time of how the Israelites had it, but this one is in the spirit where we are, um, we are, we receive things of the spirit. We receive the, the righteousness of God ought to be revealed to us for us to be made righteous. So I think we just expanded on that. I, I have a very, not too much of a depth <laughs> into Saturday's meeting, but uh, more into uh, Tuesday's meeting, I could remember. So I uh, apologize. Amen. Amen. Okay. There's a lot. Hallelujah. Yeah. Honey, uh, I'll give you the mic too. Okay. Okay, don't know if you want to give us quickly the five minutes, then we'll go. Okay. Yeah, maybe I guess you're in this space, so we'll go from there. Amen. Amen. I think um, on Saturday, um, we st uh, one thing, one of the things that like I remember was, um, you know, my parish mom was preaching. She was talking about, <laughs> <laughs> she talked about, you know, she was talking about milk and how we ought to do. How we should not despise the things we hear, and that how to come into these things like there is a there's a reason why they say grace and peace be added mm. unto you yes. and that was what really what i really remember mm. that mm. we really need grace yes that because grace is strength yeah. so it's the one that helps us to be able to what we are hearing yes. to be able to turn it into into a life that yes. we live we need grace mm. and now like when we first hear these things you know it, it can be it can sound like as if you Maybe you get it, or, or you, but you realize that you you, don't, you you can't action it, you can't live it. But that's because grace and peace is missing. Because okay. like, grace is what will give you strength, and you need peace in your members to mm. reconcile you to God. So yeah. there's a there like there is your your all your members. So like your soul is is not at peace yet with God. Yeah. That's why when you hear the word of God, you don't really want to do it quickly. Yeah. But once your soul comes to a place of peace, yes. then you're able to, when you hear the word of God, oh, like yes. you would want to, you would want to quickly, mm. you know, do it. So yes. that was what I really, mm. from what she mentioned that mm. I really need to look into, like when they're talking about grace and peace in the scriptures, there's something that, this grace and peace should be given, they should give to me. Yes. You know, they, it has to be multiplied. I need to find grace to walk and I need to get to the place where my soul is at peace. Not worrying yes. with instructions, not worrying yes. with commandments, but being at peace to move when I hear the word of God, when understanding comes, having peace for my soul to move, mm. not being at war. Like it's very, it was very graphic for me because you, you, when you hear of war, maybe you see one country is fighting another country, but my soul can be at war like that with God. And yeah. I'm hearing so many things, but I'm not able to change yeah. because I've never come to the place where I surrender completely in my soul. So. 
and I um, and then you now moved on from that when we were speaking about romance three, yeah. and another thing you mentioned too was um, how you think you really hammered on it that no, not one is righteous. Yes. <laughs> no, not one is righteous. Yes, like yes. I can never forget. No, not one is because as Christians, right? You feel like oh, once I give my life to Christ. There's just this thing that religion yeah. has taught us yeah. that we're perfect, we're not a child of God, so yeah. I'm different from the world. Everybody in the world is a sinner, but me, I'm different because I've given my life to Christ. But then when we were reading that part in, in Romans, it now made me realize, because it was actually, for me, it was, it was coming against that stronghold. Because you feel like you're perfect, you feel like you're good. Because like, I'm a Christian, that Christian is kind of like a check mark. But then I realized that, no, I'm actually not righteous. I don't know what righteousness means. So that was um, what I think came from for me for last week. That no, not one is righteous. If the scripture says it, I should believe it. And now come and understand what righteousness <laughs> means. Yes, so praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, I think, I think that, that uh, I think we've spent 10 minutes, have you? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Lonely. It's all right. Amen. Praise the Lord. I think I'm 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 seeing okay. I'm I'm trying to see where we'll flow from. Amen. I think we'll just flow from the, from there. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So I, I think I asked a question on Saturday. I said, Do we believe Bible? Right? Yes. And then I said, Okay, this is what Bible <laughs> this is what Bible said. Yes. If we believe Bible, I'm just that I'm just saying things yes. out of no, we believe the Bible, and then we'll read it, and we'll see what the Bible is saying. Then we'll know clearly that there are some things that we should understand that we shouldn't assume as believers. Amen. So it's good to know a lot of things. And, and again, it's not to, I guess maybe when we get there, we'll see. But amen, I think we'll just read it. Amen. Romans chapter 3, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I, and I, rem- I remember uh, the grace and peace, okay, grace, peace, okay, how it started and how I landed here. I think... Okay, we'll go from there. So what, uh, Romans chapter 3, verse 1. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Sorry, just a moment. I think the internet, uh, praise the Lord. So it says, what advantage then at the Jew or what profit is there of circumcision? Much every way. Chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. Right? Now, and I think part of what I was talking about last week is to explain these aspects because it says, What advantage then had the Jew or what profit is there of circumcision? And this is because uh, there was something he was saying, right, before. So they're saying, What advantage then? Uh, right? At the Jews over the Gentiles, and uh, we we see in chapter two, verse twenty-nine, right, that it says, "But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men but of God." And I think the sense that I brought out here, because I don't want to uh, you know, go too much into the details, was that uh, Paul is saying that. Uh, once you are born again, right, you can be considered a Jew, right? Because there is what we call physical Jew and a spiritual Jew, right? 
physical Gentiles, spiritual Gentiles. And when you look at the nations, those that's just really what the whole world is divided into. So in the spirit, the whole world is divided into Jews and Gentiles, right? So, and we understand why the scripture is using the word Jews and Gentiles, right? Because in the beginning, the Lord called the Israelites, right? He called the Jews. And the reason why they particularly mentioned Jews is because they are considered the people of God, right? So a Jew is considered a people, a people. So you have Jews, and if you are one of them, you can quickly claim, thank you, I'm part of the Jewish nation, I'm part of uh, the nation that God has called to himself, I'm part of who the Lord is uh, bringing closer. No other, no other nation have closeness to God like the Jews. No other nation does. Now, the Jews are the, okay, let me put it this way, and I like the, I like the way he put it, say chiefly because to them, that unto them, right, were committed the oracles of God. But there's a reason why he said chiefly, right, and that's very important. Right, so it means that, but he said that much in every way is an advantage. But chiefly, because unto them was committed the oracles of God. If, if Paul deemed it fit to mention that the oracle is a chiefly aspect of the advantage of the Jew, right? It says the oracle is the advantage of a Jew. Okay, what does this, you know, when you say oracle, you know, I think I was explaining on Saturday that, See, I want, I want to maybe move into our, our knowledge of spiritual things. You've heard Oracle before, have you? <laughs> I want to tap into that. See, I, I, whenever you hear Oracle, there's something that comes to mind. Juju man. Right? Oracle. But there's something about them. When you go there, you say, I'm going to the Oracle. What does the Oracle say? When we watch movies, what's, what's the, the Oracles are angry. Can you please come and give sacrifices to the oracles and then you appease the gods? You know, and there's a fear. Anytime you hear anything around that, imagine you're going to one uh, Igbo nation and you hear Amadioha. You know, <laughs> is, is Amadioha not God of Thunder or something? So that's their own Sango. <laughs> so we have, <laughs> so funny, we have Sango, Sango, you know, Sango is for Yorubas. Yeah. We have, I don't even know if Sango is in Bini. Is Sango in Bini? You know, we are, we are similar in a way. Not really. We are, some, they are, we are close, so most of the things are similar in a way. But we have, we have Sago for the Yoruba, then we have Amadio. It's all different, but the same thing. It's the same evil spirit. Right? So, <laughs> that they are, are worshipping. But the moment you hear, maybe if a priest, a chief priest, there's something that comes to mind is, is their, their connection to the oracle and how they use the oracle. Right? That's the first thing that comes to mind. But now look at that in a way, but now think of it concerning God. Now, and all the activity that the, an oracle will have regard, regarding contact of God. When you contact an oracle, they consider that you are actually contacting God. So, which means that if you look at all the nations, nobody have the authority to contact God like that. Ex but the Jews... 
So it's, it's a nation that have oracle. Now, that, it doesn't mean that the, the, the Jew or there are other nations, maybe there's maybe one or two people somehow that have a knowledge of God. There might be. Why? Because before, before they gave them the oracle, you have prophets that know about God. But they've not, they've not yet, I guess they were, in, they were in the process of receiving the oracle, they've been receiving part of the oracle. Why? Because, you know, Balak, right? And Balaam, right? When, uh, I think, uh, Balak contacted Balaam, right? I don't know why I used to miss it in my head. The prophet is Balaam, right? <laughs> so, Balaam is a prophet in media, in, in Midian. He's a Midianite, right? Right. Uh, or let me say, let me say, he lives around the mountains of Moab, right? But he lives in the land of the Midians, where Moses lived with Jethro, right? So when, he, when Moses left Egypt, he went into Midian. I met Jethro, a Midianite priest. Right? And there's one thing about those Midianites. I just, I just fear them. What else? I'm not, ah, what is it that is around them? You have all kinds of things that have to do with priestly uh, knowledge. It means that somehow in a way, they have some priestly knowledge of God. So Jethro is a priest. Uh, Balaam is also a priest, right? But Balaam can contact God and he knows how to get God. So Balaam is the one that was telling Balak, you know what, give me, give me seven bulls, block. Just give me seven, make seven altars, sacrifice on those altars. There's no way God will answer me. It means that you have a secret to the oracle. Right? So you have, you have one, one guy that knows the secret to the oracle. So it means he knows how to get God to talk. But it's not all people that have access to that. It's only specific people. Specific people that God has perhaps, or maybe were somehow able to work with God and God was able to you know, reveal himself to them. Somehow, like Balaam, right? But when God now chose Israel, then God committed the oracles to them. It means that in as much as God you know, God causes rain to fall both on the rich and the poor. Yes. So it is possible that God maybe God watches over the affairs of men. It's possible that God is watching over people. He's checking, okay, are they still all right? But they don't have the oracle. Yes, he might find people like when he found Noah. Noah, oh, you are righteous. Can you, you know what, be an ark for me. Yes. Tell everybody to come into the ark. Yeah. I mean... Maybe not everybody, but it was getting the animals. But the scripture made us know clearly that Noah was preaching. So if he was preaching and shouting about salvation, because the ark was salvation, right? And shouting, everybody come, and nobody was hearing. Right? That was Noah's preaching. But God found Noah, right, righteous to commit the 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 work of salvation to him. So God could find someone like Noah or random different different people that happened to have a secret to God. But that was in the season where God is hidden from all men. I mean, God is still hidden, but
But that was a season where God is, is not just open. Why am I saying this? Because the moment you get born again, God can be open to you. He can be open. Right? Before somebody gets born again, right, there are all kinds of things. You know, maybe they can have, they can perceive, they can have the perception of God. They can have the, they can have, uh, or they can believe that there is God. They can have all those beliefs. There's God, God there, but not really, really care too much about what God has to say. Right? Until maybe one day, all of a sudden, something just struck the heart. Bam! And then, wow, I'm giving my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. I want to be serious with God. Then that brings about a whole different dealing. Right? But I'm, I'm trying to make importance this oracle for a reason. Right? Because it's not every child of God that is born again right, that knows about this oracle. Right? We have sense of it. The, 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 the first sense of the oracles of God that we have is the Holy Ghost. Because the moment you start, the moment Holy Ghost begins within you, that's the moment you start feeling as if there's something miraculous here. There's something that, okay, this is Babalawo-ish. But it's not. <laughs> Why? Because you can just be walking and then God can just begin to talk to you. Holy Spirit can begin to commune with you. Now, the people that that happens to are people that con- know how to contact spirit. Right? Like all these babas, allows, right? <laughs> <laughs> or, or the juju priests, right? All those that we know that somehow they can contact God, so they can contact the spiritual. So, and then when you watch the movie, they say, hmm, something is here. Then they begin to shake it. They shake, they, 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 is it God that is always in their hand? They will shake that. They be in, Incantation, show thyself, and then the evil spirit too will now, you know, evil spirit calling onto evil spirit, they will just appear again. Yeah, so it's you that's here. You know, all those movies we watch. Right, but it's, those things happen in the spirit, it's, it's real. Spiritual things are real. And God is real. And if, when God wants to make himself more real, he begins to give you the spirit. That's the first thing he gives. He gives the Holy Ghost, right? And then you start, you start moving into the world of the spirit. Then that is the first introduction of becoming spiritually inclined. Any soul that is not spiritually inclined, this world is going to swallow that, that soul up. That's the truth of the matter. The world in itself is spiritual. There's nothing natural about it. Everything is spiritual. You woke up today, woke, woke up, shower, moved, you thought, you, th- you, were, th- you were able to think. That's spiritual. Every, souls are engaging in spiritual things every day. Yes, every day. The moment you wake up from sleep, what you begin to do is you begin to move into the world of the spirit. Why? Because thoughts are not, thoughts are spiritual. Thoughts are very spiritual. Yes, so if, if you say you don't like spiritual things, you don't like, do you think? The moment you, the moment you think, ah, then you know you are moving to the world of the spirit. If you don't want to move into the world of the spirit, okay, don't think, don't do anything, don't. Is it possible to? Th- <laughs> is it possible not to think in a day? It's impossible. So it, that means that it is impossible to not be spiritually inclined, unless we want to lie to ourselves and then, okay, no, I don't care about God. I just want to see. There is no, there is no, there is no two, 
There's no, I don't believe in God, there's nothing going on. There's just, in, this, in this life, there's just, there's just two things, Jews, Gentiles. Then, okay, Jews, Gentiles, then there's just God and they're not God. God, not God. So there is no, okay, I woke up this morning, uh, I don't want to think about God today. I don't even care about God. Or somehow just, you know, remove God away from our heart and, and just say, God, this God matter is just, it's, got too, it's too much. Let me just live my life. You know, and then we'll go about our day, we'll begin to uh, you know, do whatever we're doing, be it, you know, play games or uh, read books, you know, you know, or play soccer, you know, those, those of us that go to play soccer. We'll just go about our day. But the truth of the matter is that everything is spiritual. Number one, why am I saying that? Because every man is a spiritual being. And it's impossible for a man that is a spiritual being to not be spiritually influenced. It's not possible. You are a spirit. Spirit, fellowship with spirit. Even though you may not see them. The moment you begin to think like I was saying, the moment you begin to think like this, I want to eat, spirit are awoken. Why? Because they are the master of thought. Spirit are the ma See that single, let me call Jide and see how Jide is doing. That thought is not ordinary. It, it, can, it can be put there by a godly spirit or by an evil spirit, depending on what is about to happen. You know, if, if, if Satan wants to tie you to a friend that is ungodly, you begin to bring godly thoughts about those, call this guy now, just call this guy, you know, this guy, you know, call the guy, and then you pick up the phone, give the guy a call, and then once you call the guy, and then the conversation will just start going in direction, you'll be wondering, why, why, is this direct, why is this conversation going in this direction? You yourself, you may not even know, but what, what's happening is that things are, our spirits are beginning to put things in motion, spirits are beginning to put uh, a direction into souls, why? Because they like to influence men. You know, they don't have any job they are doing that to inflict souls. Yes, I'm not talking about you know, those, those spirits that fly in the middle of the night. You know, when I'm talking about evil spirits, you know, the things we think about are those witches and witches that fly in the middle of the night. Those ones, those ones are low. Yes, those ones are the servants of the real ones. Yes, those witches that fly. And scripture even tells us, these are the signs that follow them that believe. You know, what you need to handle a witch is just you being born again. You know, that's, that's it. To handle a witch, to handle all the, you just need to be born again. Finish. Anybody that is born again today can handle witches. The, the, the soul just need to know, you know what, witches are nothing. If they come, just ignore them and forget about them. If they come and say, we are here, we want to suck your blood, tell them, keep sucking blood. I don't know who know which blood you want to just say, if you want to start the blood of Jesus, go ahead, suck it. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why? It's not your blood, they will suck. They can't suck your blood. Yeah. <laughs> because, because if it's if it, if it's not a physical blood, if they can't if they can't if they can't fall down out of the spirit to cut your blood and begin to suck it physically, wow. then the question is which blood are you sucking? Yeah. You know, you know all those movies we used to watch, they'll say. And then they'll show witches kovu, and then they'll say, hey, bah, bah, bah. They, I don't want to call those names. You know, they, 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 shout, they, they, they shout names, they'll call, and then blood will appear, and the blood will be dripping, and then, and then all of a sudden, they'll just show their mouth to be dripping with blood. Say, hey, they suck this blood. Hey, 
How do you know it's his blood? Whose blood is that? <laughs> Amen. Amen. As long as it's not physical, it means that there is, there is every opportunity for interception. Meaning that, okay, you want to drink my blood? Okay, you have to go through who owns the blood. Yeah. You have to go through that. So, okay, whose, whose blood do you want to, want to drink? Want to drink the blood of Jesus? Go ahead. Go ahead and drink it. Right? And then let's see what happens. We're, I think it's in lot of America where we were talking you know, with Pastor Thompson and they were just giving us, they were just gisting about, you know, they were talking about uh, in, in those times, say when you are going to school, say, say one which will, will threaten a believer, a sister, a brother, see, they will, turn, they will run mad. Wow. That's it, that's, that's it. They were not giving us gist. Mommy Ellie was not saying that, ah, there was one sister, went to, went to, uh, went to, was in, was in her room and you know, just praying, and then once in a while, there was one particular lady that she would just be sleeping. They would be knocking. Nothing would happen. Not open the door. Then they will, maybe they eventually get the lady to, to wake up and open the door. And then, you know, when you are waking up from sleep, you at least be a little bit drowsy. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, a lot. Why are you disturbing? They are wondering what's wrong with this sister. So they left. They were in another room and they were talking. Ah, what's wrong with this sister? And is everything all right? How can somebody be sleeping like that? And part of her woke up, nothing. And the way she's talking. Then the sister came out of the room, came to meet them and said, You people are talking about me, Abby. You will see. Ah, we will see. You threaten sister. That's how they just began to speak in tongues. Finish. They just spoke in tongues. <laughs> I said, no longer after she ran mad. She did not write the final exam with them. She was supposed to write, they were, they were in the exam season. She did not write the exam. She ran mad. It was after the exam that they released her from psychiatric hospital. And then Pastor Thompson was telling us that, ah, that's normal. That's not mad. Ah, they give us other ideas about, you know, you threaten a, a, a brother or a sister then. But they were just, just oh, they, don't, they, they were not even praying, just speaking tongues. That's it. Just ordinary tonguing and with them. Yeah. Tonguing. They were tonguing and then the sister, ah, fire, what's happening? They were just tonguing. Right? Meaning that, see, all those, all those uh, you know, witches, wizards, all those things, they are, they have low estate. They are, they are, they are worse things than that. Are, are we blessed? They are, they, are, they are spirit in charge of those ones. Right? Their spirit in charge of men. They don't have to be diabolical, right? They don't have to fly in the middle of the night. But they can inspire and speak to men. You know, sometimes you, you, are, you are doing something, all of a sudden you just have an, an inspiration. Ah, I can do this. Do you know what just happened? A spirit just whispered to you. Ideas are not ordinary. Like I was saying, just thought of a friend. I think of us have seen, uh, most of us would probably have seen uh, Wonder, Wonder Woman, right? The first one. You know, the twist of the story at the end was awesome. And see, that, that twist explained a spiritual activity. You know, in that movie, they were fighting wars. Yes, sir. Right? They were fighting wars. And they were being, the people that were fighting the government, is it government? But was it, I can't remember, but they were fighting and then they were being sponsored by a very rich man. Right? 
that was sponsoring the rebels against a kind of government, right? I can't remember fully, but I think but they were rebels and they were oppressors. So the rebels were being funded by one, this one seemingly nice guy. And then at the end, the Somisha is, but they now have a scientist that was creating all kinds of bio, 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 biological weapons. Is it biochemical? It's chemical weapons, right? Gases. It's a chemical weapon. The guy is a master of chemical weapons. The creator the weapon they were trying to use and release. It's like a gas. That once they release it to the atmosphere, it's going to pretty much kill people. And then when they were fighting, the, the real so what? It's like they got the bad guy, but the real bad guy was actually a spirit. He's not a man. It was a spirit that said that he has been whispering. See, he was, he was telling Wonder Woman, who do you think has been giving all this guy ideas? The, the bad scientist that everybody thought, oh, Bado, the real guy behind the, the real man behind the brain is the evil spirit. Because it will whisper to him, no, you can do this. You can do that. Give him inspiration about kinds of chemicals he could create to kill. It's the same spirit that is behind the rebels, sponsoring them to fight war. I now realize that whenever you see chaos, just check, check the two parties. And the funny thing is that the two parties may seem justified. No, what you're doing is wrong. Then the other one is, no, 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 no. What, what I want to do is right. Well, I want to help you. You know the oppressor always feel they are helping others. So that they, they justify their oppression. Now I realize that it's actually Satan in both parties. Both those defending and those oppressing is Satan. So whenever you see chaos, just look for Satan. You say, okay, what's the, what's the issue? Okay, this one is angry against this. Okay, you know what? Let's talk. When you begin to talk about reconciliation, that's when Satan, ah, no, no, how can they reconcile? No, no, no. War must continue. You now realize that when God steps in, he brings peace. Yes, sir. It's, it's a word of peace. Why? Because he will tell each party, ah, probably I'm at fault. You know what? I'm sorry. It's different. Yes, Amen. Amen. It's different. So the Lord, you now see that spirits, let me move forward, spirits are in charge of the affairs of men. And there's one thing that the Lord, see that area of thought is very essential because there's one thing that the Lord said about thought in Isaiah 55. Uh, what did he say? Let's read it quickly. Uh, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So Isaiah 55, verse 7. It says, let the wicked forsake his ways, and the unrighteous man is taught. See, unrighteous. See, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him and to our God. For he will abundantly pardon. See, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, said the Lord. You see? See that God has thought. Yes, God has thought. Say, my thoughts are not your thought. But it wasn't meant to be so. The thought of a living soul was meant to be God's thought. Yes, the thought of it, who's a living soul? Man. You are a living soul. Right? Yes, but the Lord 
is now making you a spirit. That's the destiny of a living soul. You have to become a spirit. A living soul must be a spirit. Amen. So we now see the reason for all the investment of heaven upon a soul. Amen. So you now see that the area of thought is spiritually, is, 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 the word of thought is a word of spirit. Let me put it that way. Right? So like I was saying, how I landed there is the thought of that friend. You want to call. Just give, give the call a friend. Hi. Hi, Tunde. Now, how's your day now? How far now? Can we just hang out? It's a spirit. The same way you can have godly thought. You say, can you, can you call Shade? And knowing that Shade is a child of God, that loves God, that always wants to do spiritual things. Notice that whatever you are thinking, is either you think of Shade or you think of Jide. Right? Jide the bad guy. Shade, no, in this scenario, you know sometimes Jide can be a good guy, but in this scenario, <laughs> Jide the bad guy, Shade the good, good lady, right? And if you are calling Shade, the Lord, the Lord can inspire you. Ah, give Shade a call. Just call. And, because the Lord knows that when you call Shade, you are going to have righteous conversations. Yes. Your conversation is going to be guided into God. It's not just going to be about you no know, drinking, smoking. I'm just, just, just saying, you know. Most of us here don't drink, don't smoke. You know, I'm just, I'm just. I guess it's what we can relate with. I'm just saying, right? Because the bad things in life is not just about drinking and smoking. There are many things. There are many things that men do, right? You know, most of the time we focus on the smoking and drinking. We know that smoking is just going to kill you early. Drinking is just going to your organ is just going to fry quickly, right? And then we know that there are bad things associated with those things. But the real, real bad thing is not really those things. The real bad thing is, is, the, is the information in the soul. Amen. The real bad thing is unrighteousness. Says let, says let's, let, let the wicked forsake his way. The unrighteous man is taught. Now see that. The unrighteous man is taught. And like we're, like we're saying, there is no one righteous. No, not one. Between Jews and Gentiles. Right? God will help me so I can, I think, I, know I, I spend a lot of time on this on, on Saturday, but and just, just a, this is just a quick recap, right? So, when we have Jews and Gentiles, right? And I need to really, really, ex, well, I've explained it, but I'll give just a, a quick background again, right? Jews and, I think there's a thought here that I'll flow from in another verse that I'll quickly rush it. I'm just trying to catch up. Amen. So, you know, you know how, you see, unrighteous man is taught. Let the wicked forsake his way. The unrighteous man is taught. You know, I've seen really that there is something that an unrighteous man is doing. He has thoughts. Meaning that all the thoughts of an unrighteous man is unrighteous. So, men can have unrighteous thoughts. Then, who gives men unrighteous thoughts? Spirits. Because thoughts are married. To spirit. If you can see yeah. thought in the spirit like arrows, eh? if less, I'm creating a visual now. If, if arrows are thought and they see them, you see them flying, you see something attached to it. It's called spirit. Wow. Either evil spirit or Holy Ghost mm. or righteous spirit. Mm. Right? Yes, so every thought is laced with a poison. 
It could be a good poison or a bad one. God's poison is not bad. God's poison is life. When a soul receives God's thought, it is life that it is receiving. Right? So thoughts, when, when we are thinking, like I said, when we wake up and we begin to think, you have moved. You are, you are activating who you are, who is a spirit. Can you imagine, can, can a car not function as a car? You have a car, tires, everything. You started, you started the car. Instead of it driving, it started flying. Right? Or what, what else can a, okay, a car can drive and move? Mechanical power. Okay, what else? Can a car function as a boat? It's not. A car can only function as a car. The same way, spirit can only function as a spirit. Man can only function as a spirit being. Amen. I don't know why I'm talking about spirit being, spirit being, no. you know, I don't know, but why am I saying this? You know, there's this sense we have that there's nothing spiritual about life now, you know, you just, you just, you just, you just do your thing, you know, all these, you people have been too extra, but when it comes to God, you people have just been too extra. No. We're not being too extra. It's reality. Christianity is not, I guess, I guess we've, 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 you know, stained Christianity with a lot of things. The moment you hear Christianity, the first thing people hear is church. And then churchy. Are you a Christian? Mm, I'm not a Christian. I'm a... The moment they hear the question, are you a Christian? Yes, I'm a Christian. If a non-believer that knows about Christianity, yes, are you a Christian? The first reaction, ah, I'm not a Christian. No. The first thing they react to is, okay, these people that go to church every time, come back, do their thing, right? The first thing, if I ask you, are you a Christian? Do you want to be a Christian? The first thing that comes to mind is, I have to be reading my Bible every day. I have to be going to church every Sunday. I have to be praying. What else? Okay, I have to be speaking Christiani. <laughs> you know there's Christiani. Wow. Oh, you don't think so? Bless you, bless you. Oh. you know. My brother. Bless you, my brother. Bless you, my sister. What else? You even know the Christiani languages now. God bless you. God bless you, you know. But it's not really a Christian language. <laughs> if if really understand where they are flowing from, it's not it's not it's not a Christian language. It's it's a manner of life. For for me to say God bless you, it means that I just want to God. God bless you. Like, you know you know people can get angry. God, the moment they just say God bless you, <laughs> say God bless you. Anger. Why are you telling me God bless me? You know. And, and if you check it, they don't have problem with the blessing there. The real problem, the, the what they really have problem is that God. As long as you don't attach God to that blessing, they may not get angry. Bless you. But, you know, somehow, that is just an acceptable one. But really, the one they, because the moment they hear bless you, they quickly associate it with Christianity. And they know it's Christian to have that kind of language. Bless you. Thank you. But they shall say thank you, right? But even when you, you know, when you sneeze, yeah. and the moment you sneeze, Atsu, bless you. You know, sometimes when you are telling somebody bless you, you you'll be even you be even conscious. Ah, if I say bless you, would they think I'm a I'm a Christian or you know, just bless you. 
What is question? What is wrong with being blessed? But it's like there's something in men these days that fight God. Even when they hear blessing, because they know that the only, the only, we have the only one that is blessed is God. We have the only blessed God. Why? God is He that is blessed. Is anyone else blessed? It's God that is blessed. Then God can put blessing on people. And you know when I say blessing, I need to make it clear. You know, God's blessing is not money and car and house and all those things. Amen. Amen. When you say blessing, the blessing of the Lord that make it and added no sorrow. They say it is the blessing of the Lord that can make rich. So that blessing is not money. And the riches that he can bless, the truth of the matter is they say the blessing of the Lord, say the blessing that make it rich is not that riches is not necessarily money. For God to make you rich does not mean you have money. You may have some great, but to be blessed with riches is to be blessed with a spiritual substance. It's a, it's a different thing entirely. Amen. I think it was last, not last Tuesday, two Tuesdays ago. I was talking about the blessing of the living soul. I don't know if, ah, I don't have time, but I felt that I just needed to explain this aspect, right? The blessing of man is called increase, and they use the word multiplication for it. Says the Lord, and the Lord in Genesis chapter, say, and the Lord blessed them. So, so after he created Adam and Eve, well, not Adam and Eve, when he created man in the spirit, it said male and female created he them. So when he created them, let me read it. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Uh, let me read verse 27. Say, so, uh, trust me, I, sorry, I'm just laying a little bit of background and foundation for most of these things. Amen. Well, uh, I'm praying that the Lord would allow us to be able to uh, move further into what I was seeing. Amen. It says, and God blessed them. Sorry, let me read from 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Say male and female created he them. Says, and God, you see, blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So, if you want to look at this scripture, you know here there's no car, there's no house, there's no money. Wow. Right? There's no what do we call blessing? Well, all those things, gold and silver, cars, plenty cars, plenty house, plenty good paying job, plenty everything shall comes down to plenty of money somehow, shall Abi, somehow, in a way, if I'm being honest, it just comes down to plenty of money. No matter how you plenty it, because if it is, I'm just blessed, and it is house, it's still converted to money, Abi. Okay. You have plenty of car, maybe you have a, a Maserati, or you have a, what else? Porsche, Lamborghini, or you have Ferrari. Is it not money used to buy it? Okay. And then when you sell it, you can convert it back to money. So the, uh, summary, everything is tied to money. Sha, sha. Why? Because they said the root of all evil 
is the root. Money is the root, right? But when you check here, right, the riches or the, let me say, the blessing or whatever caused blessing, when you look at here, when Adam was created in the beginning, say, and God blessed them. What is the blessing? It says, and said unto them, here's the blessing, be fruitful. So, being fruitful is a part of a blessing. Be fruitful and what? And multiply. So, of course, we can start imagining that Adam and Eve started giving birth to plenty of children. That's not, it's more than that. It's not just about giving birth to kids. To be fruitful and to multiply is something that happens within your soul. Amen. Fruitfulness and multiplication is the blessing of the living soul. Meaning that your soul have the ability to ex- increase and multiply. And be fruitful. Do you know that there is fruit you can bear within? You bear fruit. Souls bear fruit. And your fruit can be so sweet. Amen. Oh, you don't think so? Ah, okay. If you want to think of what, what can be a fruitful, fruitful, or a sweet fruit that the soul can bear is patience. That's part of it. You can, do, have you ever thought of it that you can bear fruit of patience that is sweet? No most of the time we don't think that way. No, I'm just giving us a taste here, but ah, I feel this, this conversation is for another day, but, but I just want to show us a little taste of what sweet fruit can be like. Right? But there's something that the Lord has set upon the souls of man is that it's, it has the ability to produce fruit. Souls, men, you can be fruitful. Fruitful means full of fruits. And to be full of fruit means there's abundance of of supply of fruit, or there's abundance of production. You can be fruit, but not fruitful. You get what I'm saying? You can be fruit, but not fruitful. You can fruit, but not fruitful. Why? Because fruitfulness means abound. Want to be full. Of fruits. So not just one, not just two, not just three. Now, how can you be fruitful? There must be multiplication of your fruit. Right? Meaning that your fruit must increase exponentially, not addition. When God is blessing a soul, God, the, God's addition is multiplication. That's what we're seeing on Tuesday. When God is adding to you, so, when the Lord wants to bless you, there is something he will do to you. He must multiply something to you. Wow. Amen. Amen. So, the blessing of the Lord is actually multiplication of things being added. Honestly, this thing I'm saying is not different from the advantage of the Jews to the Gentiles. Why? The Lord can't I multiply to a Gentile. 
he that can be multiplied unto is a Jew because of the oracle. Because the oracle is the voice of multiplication. When the oracle begins to speak from the, from the most holy place, you know the same way the Babalawas have their own place, they consult. Maybe when you come, they'll say, wait here, let me go inside. They'll go. And then they come out. While they've consulted, then they, they bring the oracle, the voice of the oracle. And the moment the voice of the oracle speaks, because it's speaking to a, it's a situation, then it gives them, okay, do this, this, and this. And then they go do it, and then all of a sudden something happens. Why? When they do that, they feel blessed. Right? Anybody that consults the juju man, whenever that happens, and they have a, the moment they have an answer, ah, they feel like, what they feel is the feeling of blessing. You can feel blessing. Right? That's to tell you that blessing is not something It's not something physical. Blessing is a, is a spiritual property. When you are being blessed, you may not see money around you. You may not see car. You may not see any of those things. But what you can, you can, what you can be seeing is fruitfulness. You can just be seeing fruitfulness. Ah, the moment you feel blessed, you feel that you are full of something. That is why the feeling of blessing always comes with the feeling of the Spirit in a way. The Spirit can move upon you Whenever you feel blessed, you know that there is spirit on you. Wow. Amen. Amen. Have you ever feel blessed that you didn't feel the spirit? No. No, sir. For to be blessed, you must feel the spirit. That should tell you that blessing is a spiritual thing. It's not a natural thing. Yes, sir. But we men, we've, we've attached so many things to blessing. You know, the, the, the moment I say bless you, or you are blessed. The Lord will bless you. The moment I, you meant to hear the word, please tell me what, what is what the thing that is going on inside the heart. The Lord, the Lord will bless me. I was like that for a long time. You know, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's, and it wasn't as if I wanted to be like that. It was, it was just how things were painted, preached. Why? Because by the time you you move around, the what men call blessing. It's abundance of things. And you hear Jesus say, so a man's riches is, does not contain the abundance of the things that what? He has. Amen. Amen. I have a feeling the Lord wants to bless you today. Amen. Now, I'm seeing, see, what I say? Amen. You know what I say? <laughs> I was say, I was just explaining this to you. When I say, I feel the Lord wants to bless you, you know what's on the time? I'm like, ah, money. Okay, but me, I'm not looking for money. But the Lord doesn't want to bless you with money. Yes. They want to bless you with spiritual gift. Amen. Amen. I'm going to explain the blessing. Amen. <laughs> you know? No. And the truth of the matter is that this blessing has been upon us since Saturday. Wow. Wow. Amen. Amen. It's been. Because there's the way the Lord, there's something the Lord said. And I'm, I'm seeing, you know, before we have been, but I'm seeing a route into it. And I'll, I'll just go into that route. You know, sometimes when you are teaching, you have to follow the Spirit. And find the entrance. Mahatofel Makaria Esna, right? Because it's the word, it's the Lord that will bring the words, things to say. Everything I've been saying, it's not as if I thought about it or any, we discuss it. It's just the Lord, by inspiration, begin to bring words out. And we have to follow the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Now, when the Lord says, I want to bless you, 
He's not talking about money or anything. But the Lord can, the Lord can bless you. Amen. The sign of the Lord's blessing is the multiplication of fruit. Right? Because when you hear fruitfulness, some, ah, how do I, how do I say this? Or I can ask because when you hear fruitfulness, what's the first thing that, that comes to mind? It's prosperity. So when you say you are being fruitful, meaning that you are prosperous, right? In a way. Or, or, or maybe I should ask, honey, what was your understanding of fruitfulness when maybe when you were you know, growing up, you just said fruitfulness? Because I, I don't even know what I learned then. Having plenty, having increase, abounding. <laughs> okay. You see? Be, we, are, we are fruitfulness, means abounding, blessing. Okay, but when you now check it, you see that there's a trajectory that mind is going to. Can you talk about plenty and not talk about money? Okay. What? Plenty of what? You are plenty. Check it. Is that plenty of money? Plenty of car, house, different, different things. Plenty, plenty. They say all those things plenty. I don't know why I'm always talking about car, but I guess that's a summary of what we know in life generally. Right? But do you know that there are plenty in the spirit that has nothing to do with anything physical? There are are spiritual blessings. Right? That's what God calls it. Spiritual blessing. Say, blessed be God. Who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing. And spiritual blessing does not mean money. It does not matter. But does it mean that God can give you money and all those things? Yes. God can choose. In short, sometimes God can withdraw it from you. Yes, sir. It depends on how he sees it. If he feels this thing is going to be a problem to this soul, in receiving the real blessing, he will take it away. Why? Because the blessing of the Lord, you have to be spiritual to see it upon his soul. No, a soul can come and tell you, ha, I don't have a job. And, you know, I've been looking for a job. But if you ask the soul, can you eat? Yes, yes, you know, I, I, I still eat. Okay, we have clothes to wear. Yes, I think, I believe I still have some clothes. Awesome. Then you are blessed. Why? Say, so having food and raiment. Let the day for be what? Contented. And then what? Godliness will contact me. Is great gain. So, it means that you may not have a job. But the Lord can be blessing you that season. Wow. Why? Because that can be the season. You have time to begin to fellowship with the Lord. Yes, that can be the season. You have time to deepen yourself in these things of God. And many souls may not consider that the blessing. Yes, sir. Hey. Until you have the mullah, right? I don't know. We like mullah plenty. But no, really. It is not about that. There's what we call increase. And here's one thing. If there's anybody that's been looking for God, what you're really looking for is increase and multiplication. That's it. Why? Because the soul has been blessed. In the beginning, we just read it, right? He blessed. I said, be fruitful and multiply. Right? And replenish the earth. Okay. Replenish the earth. What does that really mean? 
Is it replenishing with what? Is it money and car? The money was not here. Is it global global warming? Let's all be green. We are killing the earth. Let's go green. Is that replenishing the earth? No. That's not replenishing the earth. It's not going green. I mean, if you want to go green also, but <laughs> it's not about going green. To replenish the earth is a spiritual blessing. Right? To understand why Adam and Eve, or let's say man, because they, they've not brought out Adam and Eve here. They just created man. Right? So, and God created man in his image. Until you get to chapter 2, when you now see the work of formation. Right? When God now formed man. Because you have to create first before you form. That's just how things are. Creation comes before formation. So in Genesis chapter 1, you have things were created. In the first day, God created, God created, God created. But when you get to chapter 2, now we realize that, wait, oh, he said he created the trees and herbs, but they said that there was not a tree, right? Said there was, there's a way the scripture put it, it says that, uh, verse 1, and every plant of the field, says, so, so verse 4, so these are the generation of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord made the earth and the heavens, right? God made the earth and the heavens. And every plant of the field, before it was in the earth, you will see, do we believe Bible? Yes, sir. Okay, so we'll go with what Bible says. It says every plant before it was in the earth. What that means is that all the trees, things God created, you actually didn't see them yet. The plants were seeds that were created, that God planted. Then we now see later in chapter 2, verse 5. It says, and every plant before it grew... And every herbs of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. Meaning that everything was actually waiting for man to be formed. Now says, but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Sorry, we're going to. I'm, God will help me. I'll round up quickly by one thirty. It says, and the Lord God formed. Okay, so but but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Right. What are the office of the ground? It says, and the Lord God formed man. You see? God now formed man out of the dust of the ground. So what you are seeing here is that the Lord God, right, is now doing the work of formation. So God is now forming man. Although he was created in Genesis chapter 1, he was not yet formed. When he formed him, man, he brought out man. Right? And that is when you can now see Adam and then later Eve. But man that was created here is a spirit. The world, the, the world of spirit is the world of creation. What I mean by that means that when things are created, they are created spiritually. They are created in the spirit. The same way when somebody gets born again, the first thing that happens is that your spirit gets recreated. Your spirit is recreated. Then when we check your spirit, we can see that, ah, you are Christ in your spirit. Wow. Oh, we see, okay, 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 you belong to God. But there is something else. There is the soul 
that needs to be formed. Now, when they now check into our souls, that's where we now have worlds of world of things. What's inside that soul? Okay. Ah! Line is here. Hmm. Envy is here. Okay, let's check. Let's check. Ah, jealousy is here. Okay, okay. Mm, there's lust here. There's lost plenty. Okay, okay. Let's begin to what? Form the man. Which is now the need. Wow. Like, no, we were saying earlier, like my wife and I, you know what we're saying? Say grace and peace. Mm. Right? Yes, sir. That one is, now, is, is what they can use to form souls. Wow. Amen. And in short, grace and peace is the blessing of the soul. That every soul must come into. You know that grace and peace is a blessing that souls need. Okay, let me ask you. When they say, the Lord bless you. Have you thought of it being that you receive grace? When you say, the Lord will bless you. Have you, have you ever thought of it that it, it is grace? Ah! If I can have abundance of grace. If I can have abundance of peace. I'm blessed. Have you ever thought of that? But I know the difficulty is that we can't conceptualize what grace is or yes, what, what peace is. Yes, the, you know, the conceptualizing and, you know, okay, what is grace? And you know grace doesn't look like biscuit and rice and chicken. Yes, if it looks like rice and chicken, it's easy. Like, I know what rice looks like. And I know that when I eat rice, I belly full. Mm. Right? Yes, sir. But there's one thing that is required when it comes to spiritual things. It's called faith. Faith is the ability that allows you to receive things, spiritual things, right? Even though you don't, you haven't yet conceptualized it, it is faith that will allow you to receive it as a blessing. Which is why when you get born again, the the base, the, the foundation of your of your of your new bed is faith. Why? Because you have to believe in a God you can't see. You have to first believe in a God that. Even though I don't see him, but he's there. And I will see where Peter was telling us, you don't see yet believe. Then you rejoice with joy unspeakable. Meaning that faith is the, is, is the translator of spiritual things. Right? Yes, to the soul. When you are receiving grace, it is faith yes, that will tell you. See this thing you are feeling? is grace coming to you. It is also faith that will help you to understand that, see, when you are going this route, you are actually walking in grace. Wow. Nobody can see grace yeah. except their eyes are open. Yes, sir. Do you know what opening of eyes does to the soul? What it does to you? Or what it will do to you? When your eyes are open, it, bring, it brings the reality of the world of God to you. God is no longer strange. You know, for most of us, when we're growing up, you know, Christianity is like, is like, it's like work. Or you don't think so? At least me, I thought so. Right? Why? My mom has to take me to church. When they take me to church, it's by a fossil. And I can't say no. So I go. I come back. Then the next time we, I, I hear... Hey, Bukumi, we are going to uh, midweek service today. Ah, if you see the sorrow that we have got my soul. <laughs> sorrow. 
Why? Because what's all this now? Uh, you know, okay, mommy, you just go now. Leave me. Let, uh, uh, you know, as a young guy now, let me enjoy my, you know. And what will I be doing at home? Maybe watching movie and playing games, right? What else? It's, I'm not going to read my Bible, that's for sure. And I'm not going to pray. That's for that setting. I have a friend and I have a PlayStation. I'm always thinking, when am I going to go? I'm going to go there and play game, PlayStation. You know that type. I don't know how many of us know PlayStation that type. PlayStation One. There's a, a fever, fever. Ah! I don't know. I, I, I know most of us here probably won't know anything about PlayStation One because now most game now is PlayStation Five that is here now, right? Or do you know PlayStation One? You play PS One? You have PS One? Oh wow! In this day and age. Okay, long time ago. Oh, ah, ah. You get PS. Oh wow. Ah, ah. Awesome history. Oh, PS One is advanced. Yes, it's true. It's Sega. We started with Sega. True, it's true. It's Sega. I remember that time with three keys: X, Y, Z, A, B, C. Right? It was PS One that was new. When PS One came out, it was ah new. It was pretty much advanced. Thank you. I like Game Boy. No, we started with Tetris. You know, you know those, uh, you know those. Uh, Nintendo, it's not even Nintendo, I forgot that. Ge it's not Game Boy. It's, ah, I don't know. See, that, that thing, I troubled my parent. Short, so it's like this, you now go like this, and then like this. You know, it will, it, where you put your hand, it will, I don't know, it's a curve like that. So the screen, the, the only ga the games you can play are not plenty, it's Tetris. Snake. And that's it. Then you now have different levels of the Tetris and Snake, right? So you can choose maybe game one, game two, game. There's a way they do it. Those games. The only thing you can, that game is just boxes, right? Tetris box, Snake. You be eating Snake. Eh? Maybe, maybe, ah! Not going down history lane. Those are the games I was playing then. You know, I played I, and, and I troubled my. I, I remember that time. That game is 250 Naira. Yes. Naira. And that 250 Naira is a lot of money. Yes, 250 Naira. I said, Mommy, please buy me this game. He said, No, 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 no. After a while, they eventually got me the game. Wow. And once you have that game, ah, you're a big boy. Wow. Amongst your friends. Why? You have game? Yes, now let's play. And they'll be buying batteries. And then you will feel like a chairman. Because most of your friends are coming to borrow game. And then you are timing them. Ah, ah, are you done? Ah, ah, please, bring, bring my game, please. <laughs> then they moved up. It's no longer that one. You know? They moved into the area of Game Boys. And then Sega. And then Sega, I remember playing Sonic. You know Sonic the Hedgehog. And they be running. And then Mario jumping. Ah, couple of games then. What was I doing? Just playing games. And then a, a time came, my friend bought PS1. <laughs> my, my parents refused to buy me PS1. 
And it's a very expensive game. And I remember my friend also saving, saving money to buy the game. So the parents added the money and then he was saving and then he bought the game. And then he has to be saving to buy cartridge. No, 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 disc, not cartridge, because PS1 uses disc. It's the second that uses cartridge. So we used to buy cartridge then, different kind of games, Contra in Sega, that's Sega. And then what we do, we just be playing games. Then we play FIFA. But before FIFA is Pro Evolution Soccer. Pro Evolution Soccer was the awesome one. Now Pro Evolution Soccer died there, FIFA came. FIFA was the bad one then. Pro Evolution was the awesome one. And then you say, be shoot, be shoot. God go, God go, God. Oh my God, those times. <laughs> when they score like that, Jimba, ta! No, those are the when we when we heard those those things, we were excited. Those are the things that you know used to, you know, pump us up. And then I would just then then my mother would just go, we are going to church. Ah, sadness. All the all the all the excitement of going to play game. Because it's almost like once you as I come back from school, I'm going drop my bag, change, going straight to my friend's house. Wow. And it now happens that they have a particular living room because they have upstairs downstairs living room that they are not using. So my friend colonized the place, put the game. So we do all that we want to do there: play game, eat, do. The, it's, like, it's like our mini hangout. Those were the life then. And if you, if you ask me, that's what's exciting me. Mm. Because I have no clue that there's something, there's another pleasure. Hey. I didn't understand what my mother is enjoying, going to church. You know that time, what concerns me concerns me was, was, was church. Yes, if somebody tell me that I'll be preaching today, I'll tell them, hey. go away. <laughs> what concerns me concerns preaching. All I just want to do is do my guy. You know, be a guy, you know, go to, go to school. You know, have my things, you know, and be a big boy. You know, just wanna, I just want to be a big boy, you know. Ah. There's a sense of big boy yes, that I had then. just want to be a big boy. I was a big boy. I do things myself, do things myself. Nobody's telling me what to do, right? Yes, so I was, I was, it was like I was waiting to go to school. Mm-hmm. No wonder I'm at home. Even when I'm at home, I was, I was troubling my mother. Wow. And one day, my mother vexed. I had to go and report me to my teacher in school. Say, ah, see this son, he does not listen. I said, ah. how's that? Hey. I, did, I did not know <laughs> that I was treasuring for myself, right? Wow. <laughs> but thank God for mercy. Because then, I didn't have an understanding. I didn't care about Christianity. I didn't care about God. I didn't care about, about uh, what it means. Because Christianity to me is going to church, reading my Bible, praying. I, don't, I didn't feel like doing any of those things. Why should I do so? I can go to school. I can come back. I can play video game. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, what other, other things then I can wow. talk about. Ah, oh, that time I can talk about girls with my friends. <laughs> you know, boys will just come and they will just talk about, oh, just. No, that. Remember that babe? Shell, shell. Remember shell? <laughs> you know, we have different, different ladies then that we talk about. We consider them the fine girls of that time. They will be talking about them, you know, and then guys will be having eyes, you know, wow. and then guys will be trying to shoot their shot. Wow. And then you see boys encouraging each other. Uh-huh. Have, you, have you spoken to her? Uh-uh. 
No. Ah. Okay, what, what if you text her? Text her this one. Wow. And then she went, mm, it's true. Then text. And then the, me too, I talk about my own. What about, what about that babe? You know, I, the thing is, I me, mean, I don't get liver. That's one thing. I don't get liver that time. You just, so, but when you're amongst boys, you pretend as if you have liver. And you don't know whether they said they are pretending whether they have it. But <laughs> the summary of the long story is that I don't get liver by the tribe. But the thing is that I have communications around me. Right? That's one important. I have spiritual influence. See all those friends? We are all being influenced by spirit. Our conversation is ordered by spirit. But we didn't know what we are dealing with then. I just do that. But... Just mention Christianity to me. Problem. Wow. And I'm a Christian. Hey. My mother goes to church. You know? And she's, she's in the choir. She's also praying. Wow. So you know that, okay, 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 okay. It's like, because once you can do these things, go to church, pray, read your back. A Christian, man. You have a standard to uphold. But Christianity is a lot more, much more than that. I didn't understand what my mother was enjoying. She was engaging spiritual things. While game and women talk, you know, all we can do is talk. We can hardly do anything about all those girls. <laughs> the best is with text. You can't even get liver to say, will you go out with me? For where? Then maybe later, you can have someone courage. But that was just a conversation then. But all those things were just spirit giving us a life. And when you have souls, all we can see, and are those, if we are not seeing beyond those things, we have, we have lost the main purpose for blessing. We have lost the main focus for being a Christian. Or even, see, Christianity is not just a religion that they just offered, right? Christianity, I don't. I like to use the word Christianity, but what I'm saying really is more like relationship with God. But we call it Christianity. Christianity is the solution to man's problem. Yes, sir. What is the problem? The problem of of the curse. Yes, sir. You know, there's a curse. Yes, sir. We are tracing everything back to the beginning. Ah, I'm rushing so I can quickly finish. We are tracing everything back to the beginning. What men are living today is the cursed life, not the blessed life. There is only two things when it comes to, oh, I don't like, maybe I say it emphatically, but when you talk, when you talk about things spiritually, there's two things, blessing, curse. When you think about curse, you think it's about the person going, trying to look for a job, didn't get a job. Oh, they are cursed. You think the curse is somebody trying to make it in life. Just couldn't make it. Oh, they are cursed. No, no, no. They are worse. That one is not, that one is a low cost. You know why? Because if he's trying to get a job and he can't get a job, if he can think well, he can find God. And you now realize that during all this time that he's looking for a job, he's not, he's not, he's not hungry. And he has close to where? Or she. You or she, not hungry. I have clothes to wear. You don't realize that. Check it. Anybody that says, oh, we are going through tough time. 
Everything is tough. Check, check, check. Most of the time, they have food to eat and they have clothes to wear. But to them, oh, life is tough. Okay, maybe that's a Christian. Okay, let's say I'm an unbeliever. Life is so tough. Everything is just hard. I want to commit suicide. Calm down. It's not that hard. No, why? Check it. They will always have food to eat. If you don't have food to eat, question. Do they have friends or family? They can always eat there. Or you don't think so? They can always eat there. If food is the easiest problem to solve as long as you have friends. If you are hungry and you don't have money, it's not hard. Just give a call to GD. Even both GD and, and Shade. Which, whichever they are, you know, good and bad. Just place a call, Jude or Shade. You get food for house. Food go show. Who are no ghetto. But Shade or Jide feel no person. We get food. Hold on. Let me place a call. Bah. Johnson. Food day. Ah. Bless me and Tade with the H.O. Feel come in house. Ah, no girl, what come on? Some, what I'm saying is the last, last food problem will be solved. Right? There's nobody here that will say they are hungry. And we have to, I, will, I will say, oh, no, 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 go and hungry. No, no. Nah. There's nobody that will say, oh, I'm hungry. And they will say, go, we are not giving you food. So, so when it comes to food, food is the easiest problem to solve. Food, be rest assured, you go chop. If it's the food, you go chop. That one day. Simple. Even a cloth, you go wear. Is it cloth? It's not that hard. But you now realize that, see, it's not all these things that we really focus on. It's not really the issue. It's not really the issue. So Christianity, right, is, is not just about funny, uh, going to, to <laughs> go to Jesus. I now realize that if this one is going to be solved, Christianity itself is not even about food and cloth. As a child of God, what is being what is being promised to you is life and life abundantly so you know see let me quickly go around that cost area so i can finish this the cost life right it's not about i don't have clothes to wear or don't have clothes to. the cost life is not about ah they swear for you for your village that's not what is the cursed life do you want me to tell you what the cost life is yes sir it is what you are seeing today look around you what you see is the cost life. Or you don't think so? Everybody came to Canada for a better life. Have you? Most of the time we all came to Canada for a better life. But let me tell you, see that better life you are looking for? It's actually a cost life. Okay, now I'm saying this, I'm not scaring you so that, ah! Because this is because I'm going back to Nigeria. The Nigeria you are going back to, what is also there is cost life. Right? You know, most of that you think because we are saying Canada, Canada, okay. But you see that Nigeria too, you get up. Go to Germany. Go to Ukraine. Go to Ghana. Go to Kenya. Go anywhere on the world. What you have is the cursed life. And what, what is the cursed life? Is, see, we are going to look at these two things. Hey! Okay, because I want to round up, but okay, I guess I won't talk too much about cursed life and a blessed life. Right? Cost life, according to scripture, is what? I'll read uh, Genesis chapter 3. Genesis 
I read from verse 9. It says, so after Adam ate of the fruit, right? He says, And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree, whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to me, to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. So you now see that the fruit is already at work. Right? And you can see clearly that the fruit that is in the serpent is in the man and the woman. Now how? They began to blame each other. So Adam blamed the woman. The woman blamed the serpent. Now see that blame is a fruit. Blame is a fruit of the... So the fruit of the spirit is a fruit of the serpent. Amen. But let's go further. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go and dust shall thou eat all the days of thy life. So this is the curse to the serpent. But we know that the serpent is not snake that you see walking about, right? Although it can be the snake. Do you understand? But something possessed the snake. So that is really who they cursed, and that's Satan. But because the, 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 now, when you say snake, this serpent, before, was a cattle. Do you understand? It's a cattle. So it wasn't, it was, this serpent was not necessarily a snake walking on its belly. It is the curse that made it walk on its belly. So that was a curse above all, every cattle. Meaning that this snake or this serpent must have been a, a mama, right? Not to talk too much about this because of history and understand, but, okay, I don't want to stress our mind too much. And on, on the day that God, the Lord allowed us to talk a lot about it, we can talk more about it. But, but there's a sense about this serpent. One thing we know is that it used to walk. Yes, sir. He has feet. Yes, sir. Possibly hands as well. Right? Yes, sir. Almost like an ape, right? Hands and feet. <laughs> but after the curse, it became the serpent that crawls yes, with its sir. belly. Right? But the serpent that they are also cursing is Satan. Say, it says, Upon thy belly shall thou go, thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And what is dust? And God formed man out of the dust of the now, but what we can see there is that they are talking about flesh. So flesh is the food of the serpent. So every time we are fleshy, we like worldliness, being fleshy. You are just saying, Satan, come and eat me. I have food for you. Why? I'm fleshy. Come on here. It's, you know, you, know what? You, you can't put food near a dog and it will be looking at it. You are enticing it. In the same way, when we are fleshy, 
but just telling Satan, Satan, I'm ready for you to eat. You come chop me. We're just making ourselves food for Satan. But let me go further. It says, and I will put enmity, enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Say, unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow. And I see this thing. You see, multiplication again. I will greatly multiply thy sorrow. Now, to me, I believe this multiplication of sorrow is not just for the woman. It's both for the man and the woman. Because he now realized that the answer to sorrow is blessing. So the opposite of blessing is curse. Right? So, now it's not that the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. Meaning that the blessing of the Lord increaseth fruitfulness unto you but and removes sorrow. It deletes sorrow. See, this thing I'm painting to us is, is a spiritual side. You have, to be, you have to be seeing the living soul and be seeing things inside it. Blessing, curse, multiplication of sorrow, multiplication of blessing. What, what am I saying? This is, these are the things that can be inside of you. Either blessing or curse, depending on the life that is chosen. Amen. Now says, says, I will multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. So in sorrow, see this, this sorrow that they first mentioned, they don't necessarily be the next one they're talking about. Say, so in sorrow shall thou bring forth children. That's, that's another one. Of course, we've seen the effect of it, right? Whereby, the, when men are, women are giving birth, is a lot of pain. We associate that with this, right? But I believe it's much more than that. That can just be a sign of it, right? But let's go for that. And thy desire shall be to die, husband, and he shall rule over thee. Right, and unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree. Now, the Lord is not blaming the wife here, the Lord is blaming the serpent because you hearkened to the voice of thy wife. The voice of the wife actually came from the serpent, right? Because it's the serpent that told her, You can eat of this thing. Did he not say, No, it's not then she took it innocently, ate and gave, right. Because what the scripture said is that she turned and gave to her husband. They never mentioned what she said to him. But the scripture is telling us says because she happened to the voice of the wife, something must have been said. It's not necessarily the wise voice. It is the serpent talking through the woman. Amen? Then it says, I will greatly multiply their sorrow and their conception. In sorrow shall they bring forth children. And because I was asking the voice of their wife, sorry, verse 17, and as eating of the tree Right? Of which I command thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. You see? And again, sorrow. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. In sorrow shalt thou what? Eat of it all the days of thy life. Say, thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee. And thou shalt eat the herbs of the field. What is thorns and thistles? Thorns and thistles are what makes fruitfulness difficult. Mm. Yes, Wherever you have thorns and thistles, what do they do? They strifle plants. Plants that ought to grow and bring forth fruit, they can kill it. Yes, meaning, it's meaning that there will be difficulty in fruitfulness. Yes, wow. 
So the land will not yield. Right? Yes, the land, cut the ground for thy sake, in so shall thou eat of it, or this of that. Tongues until shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat of the herbs of the field, right? It's the, the, the ground is cursed for his sake. Now, what that simply means is that they are, see the blessing they put upon Adam, they took it off. And in taking it off, there is what is left. It is what men are living today. Now trace the curse. What is the curse? The life after the blessing has been taken. Then check it. What happened? Adam, Adam still had blessing, right? But what happened to Cain and Abel? Cain slew Abel, right? Then left the presence of the Lord, went to build a city. It's part of the curse. Then what, what did he build? A city. See, sorry, uh, uh, where, are you, where, where are we today? City of what? Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Okay. If you look all around the globe, you have cities. That to tell us that the wisdom that brought forth cities is the cost wisdom. I'm not saying because you've had that run away from every city. Where will you run to? Heaven. But the Lord said it's not yet time to take you. <laughs> Where will you go? <laughs> Amen. So I'm not saying run away from it. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm showing us something in scripture about the living soul. The blessing of man. What is the destiny of man? Okay, why are you a Christian? Why are you a Jew? This is the beginning. This is the beginning. This is the beginning. A Jew was here. Adam was a Jew. In the spirit. Adam was a Jew. I'm using the, the scriptural language of what a Jew is. Right? There, why? there was no Jew in Adam, right? There was no Jew and Gentile. It was just Adam. But Adam, inside Adam, Jew. He's a Jew, why? Because he's a, he's, he's a child of God. When you go to the book of Luke, and they are talking about the genealogy of Jesus, they, they trace it back to Adam. I say, Adam, who was the son of God. Right? Who was the son of God. If he's a son of God, that means that is 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 likened to be a people, mm. meaning that you can a Jew is the only person that can be a child, a son of God. Yes. Or let me let me put it this way: you can be a people of God. Yes, and who is a son of God? Is somebody that is that belongs to God. So it is. So Adam is God's because Adam belongs to God, right? So we can say technically, Adam was a Jew, or Adam is a Jew, spiritually, not in the natural, right? So you now see that from a Jew that is, or that, let me say Adam. Hi. Okay, I'm seeing what I'm going to, to talk about, but time has gone. And I think I'm just going to end there. So what, what we have is what we have. Whatever the Lord allows us to say next time we meet, awesome. But what I want you to see here is the blessing. And the curse, and there is something tied to both. When you have blessing, there's something you will have. When you have the curse, there's something you would have. It's called eyes. Why? Because for Adam to inherit the curse, how did he inherit the curse? He ate of the fruit. For Adam to inherit the curse, for you have to see Adam in Eve, right? 
Because how Satan came is through he deceived her. Right? The moment the serpent, I don't have time, I would have said we should read, but read Genesis chapter 1, chapter 2. Right? And read chapter 3 where Satan began to lie to the woman. Right? But let me quickly read the aspect so I can go further. I say, and the woman said unto the serpent, okay, we may not eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit. That's verse 2. Chapter 3, verse 2. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may, not, we may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall what? And ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. You see what the serpent said to her? Once, who told you? God knows that the moment you eat of it, your eyes shall be open. You shall be. So eyes shall be open. But you remember they told us that Adam and Eve were in the garden and were naked but were not ashamed. Meaning that they have eyes so but they were not seeing themselves naked. There's something about that sight. Right? Meaning that there's a particular kind of sight that they were using. Which doesn't see nakedness. In short, inside that sight, they are clothed. They are wearing garment. Right? There's a beauty of sight that they had. The moment... And, okay, and what Satan preached to Eve is another kind of eye. Amen. Amen. And there's something particular to the oracle. I'm trying this, I'm trying to tie this thing aside. I, I was saying earlier, right? Did I mention it? The oracle is a sight giver. Wow. What oracle does is it makes men see. Wow. You know, when they go, when evil people consult oracles, all those gods, they show them things. Abby? Yes, it's to make them see. So, let me quickly go further. I want to make it clear so that it's not, because I'm trying to round up quickly. So you see now clearly that the blessing in chapter 1, that he blessed them, it comes with a side. Because when, it began, when God created, formed them, after creating them, he formed them. They began to live in the garden. They were living with a side, which is after the blessing. But the moment they fell, or before they fell, Serpent preached another kind of seeing to them. The moment he preached it, she saw. Then the scripture tells us, and when the woman saw, you see, the woman saw. So, you saw. how many of us have come to a, a moment? I see. When you say it, were you blind? You were not. But if you can imagine what happened within you, when you say, I see. Check it. What really happened to you? But the truth is you actually did see what you were not seeing before. Right? Maybe you were talking to somebody and then uh, you're like, what are they saying? And then later the announcer said, oh, I see. I see simply means I understand. Right? The moment understanding comes, you see. So what Adam or what they preached to Eve is another kind of understanding. So the moment they borrowed it, took it, ate of the fruit, that, that understanding was established. Then their eyes were open to know good 
and evil. What I'm explaining is the curse. The moment their eyes were open, that eyes being opened is after an understanding. And that understanding is what brought about the curse. So everything that God was saying to them after, that the curse shall be the ground. God, God was not cursing the ground for Adam. They're saying, so with the understanding that you have, the ground is cursed. Why? Because it won't yield to you the way it would have if you were blessed. Because the ground has, can read man. Which, which wisdom are you trying to access me? Okay, the one I respond to without fight is the one that the Lord has blessed. If you come with another route, I can't open up that way. Why? God has not set me to open up that way. Right? Okay. I'll, and I'll, I'll explain that thing I'm just saying. I'll, make, I'll explain it quickly. Have you ever thought why Christians, when they're talking about things, they go by faith? Because they're another kind of route. So when, when, when men are living, you have, a, you have a Christian, you have an unbeliever. A Christian lives by faith. You know some Christians may decide not to live by faith, but I'm talking about, okay, a Christian that decides to be a Christian. Yeah. If you decide to be a Christian, you have to live, there's, there's, no, there's no option, you have to live by faith. Yes, Living by faith doesn't mean that your senses are gone. It just means that there's a different way of life. Do you think it's ordinary that a child of God can believe God will provide? And God will provide. Even though they will go and get a job. But an unbeliever will never say God will provide. An unbeliever will tell you, what job can I take? What do I need to put together? How, can I, how, many, days, how many hours can I work? Right? An unbeliever will calculate hours. Maybe, maybe you have a project. Ah, and you need $100,000. Ah! It's not a want to. It's a need. Mm-hmm. Let me not say 100000 because that is a long... Okay, let me bring our eyes down small. <laughs> maybe let's say, you, <laughs> let's say you need $2,000. Right? Or maybe you want to pay school fees. I know most of us have that issue, but... You want to pay school fees, and you're like, the Lord will provide. But you don't know where that will come from. Do you know that you are trying to access blessing a different way than the natural man will? A natural man will tell you, okay, I need $2,000. How many shift? How many job? How many hours? I don't believe that things in terms of numbers alone. A spiritual man uses a spiritual sense. Do you think that kind of man is ordinary? Yes, no, he's not. And does it work? It works. Yes. Yes, sir. It, oh, you don't believe me? I'll tell you it works. Why? Because... I have proven it to work. Not, not like scientists do. <laughs> Let me clarify. Yes, I'm just saying that the Lord has, has shown wow. me. How? There were times, I, I, I don't know, I always tell you about my gas, my gas story. <laughs> I was trying to buy gas. I was a student. I, I had a car. Do you have money? I was telling my wife, I think we're gisting, that my gas is always on yellow. What does that mean? You know yellow means that gas are almost empty. And yellow means, <laughs> yellow means I refer quickly. But the mo- amount of gas I will buy is not enough to take it away from yellow. So you now have to be using spirit to gauge the gas. You buy $5. Now you can't buy $5, but then you can buy $5. You buy $5, you drive it around for some time, you know that you need to go to go and buy now. So, so by, by with, you are, you, you, because of how poor I was, I couldn't use the gauge that they put there in the car. 
I had to become the gauge. I, only, I had to be, okay, I bought gas now. Okay, I've driven, driven, driven oh, buy another one. Okay, do you know why people do this themselves? Most of the time. Okay, let me, I'm trying to give us a sense. If you have money, right, and you don't want to stress yourself, you can, you know what, let me, let me pay, let somebody come and, you know, replace all my flooring, you know, I have all the money, you know, pay, do it for me, right? If you don't have the money, you would eventually go and do it yourself, right? So, the car that, they, that I'm driving, there's a mechanism to help me tell girls, but I can't, because there's not enough money. But I said to the Lord one day, Lord, I need gas. And I needed it. Guess what? Somebody came. I borrowed them my car, filled up the tank. But that's not, that, but that's not just in one occasion. In many, 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 many different occasions that the Lord has provided. That will tell you that the Lord does answer. So it's not, it's not about all those things. About, oh, the Lord is just about providing. There's much more than that. There is the blessing and there is the cursed life. It is better to access God by faith. You must, the, the way God has said that we must access things is by going through the blessed route. Right? So there are blessed routes, there are cursed routes. So let me quickly finish this because of time. The curse, right? Like I said, is understanding, right? It is that understanding that went forth to build cities. Right? Is that understanding that went forth to build weapons of warfare? All of us, we have nuclear weapons now. We can talk about U.S. Ah, mighty U.S. If you know their weapon. What brought it forth is the cursed life. So what men are living today is actually a cursed life that they don't know. They don't know. But you can access blessing instead of curse. Why? How? Just have to switch. Just have to switch. How? Switch from the cursed life to the blessed life. How do you switch? You have to come into righteousness. How do you get into righteousness? The Lord has to show it to you. It has to be revealed. I'm rounding up. Right? But I just want to establish this and I end there. See this aspect of sorrow being multiplied. Right? There is an answer to sorrow that's been multiplied. The Lord can stop multiplying sorrow by how? By multiplying grace and peace. Amen. Let's read quickly uh, Ephesians chapter 1. I'll just, I'll just say this and then I'll round up and then i end. Ah! Ephesians 1. It's taking me time. Amen. Okay, Ephesians. So, it says in uh, chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Grace beats you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. So, you see here, they're talking about grace and peace to you. Right? So, that's Ephesians. If I go to uh, Peter, Second Peter, they are, they are all in, the, in, the, in all in the epistles, but 
the ones I can quickly come is in Thessalonians chapter 1, right? All the epistles. Uh, uh, Philemon chapter 1 verse 3 says, Grace to you and peace from God, right? The one I want to go is Peter. Hebrew James, Peter, Peter, John, John, John. I've never sing that song. Okay, so Peter used the word multiplication here. So first Peter chapter one verse two, right? It says elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Now said what? Grace to you, grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. Amen. And this, I think this is where our apostle said, grace to you and what peace be multiplied. You know, notice that when they're talking about multiplication is for the soul, like I was saying, the blessing of the living soul is a multiplication blessing. It has to be blessed. So it has to be multiplied. If it's going to be blessing, it has to be multiplied. If it's going to be cursed, it has to be multiplied. Because what the soul takes are multiplications. So if you can multiply negatively, spiritually. And that's what they call sorrow. Wow. Amen. Say grace and peace be what? Be multiplied. But there's something about grace and peace being multiplied, right? Because that's what God told the Jews. Right? To, when he was committing the oracle to him, to them, he told Moses, and tell you know this is how you bless that's what it is the people say to them the lord bless you and keep you may he what be gracious unto you you see grace there and what may he lift up his countenance and give you peace you see grace and peace that's what they mentioned and i said and you put my name on them and what you will bless them so the order of blessing is grace and peace and i see here that grace and peace must be multiplied. So when the epistles open and they begin to preach to the people, he said, grace and peace be multiplied to you. You know what grace and peace is? They are eyes for you. When, when grace and peace is being multiplied, it's giving you, it is going to cause you to have a different kind of sight. You will no longer think the, the way a cursed man will think. A cursed man that thinks about creating cities, most cost mind is what's giving us idea about technology these days. I'm not saying you as a child of God can't still do all those things and be blessed. Because there's a, there's a way you can access things, different routes. It's just, it won't be according to the cost life. You will have it. There's a wisdom you will live with. But you can never have that wisdom if you are not pal with God. You can't. Okay, tell me, how will you get it? In your own wisdom, in your own might. Wait, in, in, in our own tiny brain, how, how, how wise are we than God? Now we think we can, we can super, super out, outthink God. And God is telling us, sorry, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. You now see clearly here that grace and peace is the, is the ingredient of blessing. When grace and peace is being multiplied to you, you are being blessed. Grace and peace is for to bless you. So you now see here that blessing that I was saying is not money. It's not car. What's blessing? 
having grace and peace being multiplied. Anybody that have grace and peace multiplied to them is too blessed. It's too blessed. It's too blessed. If you can be praying every day, Lord, have set, be gracious unto me. Give me peace. You think you might have thinking you have not prayed too much. Because you might think you need to pray, Lord, my household. Uh, okay, Lord, I want to get a new job. I'm not saying you can't pray about that. But I'm saying, I'm telling you that. Don't think you are, you are not blessed until you pray in a certain way. If you pray for grace and peace to be multiplied to you, do you know you are pray, praying for blessing upon your life? That's blessing. Amen. Amen. And blessing is going to bring forth fruitfulness. Fruitfulness unto what? Unto God. You have to be, you'll be fruitful. You increase unto God. Hi. But the thing is that we don't, we don't think we can increase unto God, do we? Why? Because natural blessing sometimes is the best thing we can think when it comes to. Ah, have, you, have you ever thought of God and, and felt in a certain, certain way? And what you feel is that joy inside your heart. And that joy, when you felt it, you can somehow perceive God. And all of a sudden, you can have an understanding of God in a measure. And that can, can pull you into his world. That alone is a lot of blessing. Eh? Come, to, come to think, right, of money and cars and all those things. Money and cars, all those things, are, they are nothing. They are just, they are just side things. A blessed man is he who can receive the grace and peace of God. And you know, notice they told us that Jesus is full of grace and truth. They are telling us a man is full of grace. He will be fruitful. St. Jesus is what? Full of grace. If Jesus is full of grace, then that's what you should be full of. Yes, sir. Not car, women or men, or, you know, our problems are not, we think there are plenty, there are not that many. Women, men. So for ladies, is man. For man, is woman. And then car, house, money, plenty of other things. Our, our problem, and then check it. Okay, what can a young guy like? Life. What is it? You can't be you summarize everything. It can't be more than women, car, house, money, or man, a young lady. A young lady will like man. Okay, they, they, they want to have plenty. Then they want to feel among, like I was saying. And all those things, they are, they are, the scripture calls them vanity. It is nothing. Why? Because even if, after you've had all that, they just check you where you're in the balance. It's nothing. It's nothing. Amen. Are we blessed today? Yes, sir. Sorry, I could not. I, I was starting from Jew, Gentile, but I could not end. But... The summary of this, I think I've, I've, I've still talked about Jews and Gentiles here. Why? A Jew is he who can receive grace and peace. Why? Because for you to receive it, you need the oracle. The oracle will have to be committed to you. Right? It's the oracle that speaks grace and peace to you. Who is a Gentile? Is he who doesn't have God? And that Roman was telling us that both Jews and Gentiles, right? They are all on the scene. And you would think that a Jew... Is a child of God. A Gentile is, a, is not a child of God. But they are both under sin. Why? It's because they don't yet have grace and peace being multiplied. Wow. A Jew is who is born again. Right? But he does not yet. Right? This one that they're saying they're all under sin. A Jew that is still under sin is a Jew that is born again. But has not yet come into the sight of grace and peace. Does not, have any, does not have any clue about the oracle. Does not know what the blessing is. 
But the moment a child of God or a Jew's eyes are open, then all of a sudden, the Jew learns about blessing. He begins to know what it means to be blessed. He begins to receive spiritual blessings. He begins to receive grace and peace being multiplied. So the grace and peace is the answer to the cursed life. Blessing is grace and peace being multiplied. Are we blessed today? Can somebody say, God bless me? Bless me with grace. Bless me with peace. Are we blessed today? Let's just begin to bless the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. Mahalatana Kasafaria. Jesus, we thank you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. Thank you for your mercy. Father, let's pray that grace and peace will be multiplied unto us. Can we begin to pray for grace and peace be multiplied? Let's pray that Lord. You will multiply your grace and your peace towards me. In the name of Jesus. Father, we want multiplications of your grace. We want multiplications of your peace. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. We worship you. Thank you. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Thank you, Father, for today. Thank you, Father, for how you came to us and, and you've spoken to us today. To be thou exalted, Father, in Jesus' name. We ask, Lord, that the blessing of your word today will remain in the mighty name of Jesus. And for anyone that desires that they will come into the, into the receiving and the, the abundance of your grace and peace, Father, that you will bless them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. That you bless them with grace. You bless them with peace. In the name of Jesus. Father, that you will cause grace and peace to abound unto us. In the name of Jesus. That it will abound to us in all wisdom and prudence. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayer. We give you all the praise. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth.